to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Elks and Riders coming up Saturday at Commonwealth Stadium. It's on 6.30, Chet. 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff. The game will start at 8 o'clock at Rogers Place today. Canada over Latvia 5-2 in the World Junior Tournament. As we welcome to the show a gentleman who was uh, at that game, my colleague Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network, play-by-play voice of the team. Mooner, thanks for hopping on. Of course, we want to talk about the uh, the Junior Tournament, but uh, I mean, you, you and I texted this afternoon after we learned about the the passing of Ben Stelter really sad uh, inspiration I've got I've got some really cool messages from listeners tonight as well he's going to be remembered I mean what an influence he had on this season yeah just incredibly sad news today for sure um, the influence he had it was like within the dressing room with the players with the fans with the media with everybody that uh, that you know was was touched by his his short but inspirational life. It's it's amazing. It's just it's such a sad day. I that that one kind of that shocked me today. I I was oh yeah, but him, seeing him at the rink and and him being a part of that the video before the team came on the ice and everybody would go crazy when they saw him. And then if he was at the game and they put, they put Ben on the big screen that, you know, it just, it just lifted everybody. It certainly lifted the players and giving them the high fives as they came off the ice. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a tough day. And I know you, you got to meet him and and I got to meet him real briefly once uh, before going into the hall of fame room uh, for a post game media this year. And yeah, just a huge Oilers fan. Uh, My, my thoughts, my sympathies, everything for the family. Uh, I got to see them before uh, or down at the hall of fame room there once. And uh, yeah, that's uh, a tough day for sure. Yeah, I also remember the the one day he was uh, out on the ice for practice. Yeah, before practice, and he was taking shots on Mike Smith, and like the like he was the star attraction. Everybody was gathered around, and the, you know, m- making sure he was in a nice close range to to shoot on Smith, and uh, and he was having an, an absolute blast. So, yeah, you, you, I think it's a lot of day. A lot of people uh, are kind of have a smile and a tear in their eye at, at the same time yeah. when they think about uh, about Ben Stelter. And like I said, some of the uh, we got big David Hyman and, and Woodcroft. We'll we'll speak tomorrow to offer their perspective, and we'll we'll have some of that for you on the show tomorrow night. Okay, yeah. shifting gears, tough to do but we will do it because you were at the game okay mooner like this is this is one of those games uh the early tournament games for canada um you know is it going to be 17-2 is it going to be nine nothing you know what i mean like we, we we've seen those over the years uh we didn't see it today it wound up 5-2 for canada over Latvia, so they still got the win tell me a little bit because it, it was 1-1 for a bit right tell me about the game flow in this one yeah and uh latvia I'll give them credit. They, I mean, they battled, and I know the shots ended up at 44-24 for Canada, and yeah, you could tell the, the Canadian team was a was the better team, was a was a deeper team, but that Latvian club, 
they they gave it all they had. Uh, their netminder, uh, Patrick Spurzens, wow, did he have a day. I mean, he kept them in. And then Canada kept giving up odd man rushes. Like, I, I just, I mean, there was like two or three breakaways Sebastian Kosa, the Edmonton Oil Kings, had to deal with. They gave up two-on-ones. Like, I, I'm sure from the Canadian perspective, they wouldn't have been overly happy with the amount of uh, odd man rushes that were given up because, to me, that was uh, that was a little bit concerning. Uh, Sebastian Costa really had to make some big saves in the same time. But, yeah, Canada, a couple of power play goals, uh, some shots from the point. Nice to see uh, – uh, Olin Zellweger with a goal. Uh, you know, he had to be able to get one through that uh, that uh, the that gave Canada uh, a goal on the power play. And, and yeah, Zellweger, the Anaheim Duck draft pick from Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, he, I don't know how he got it through. I really don't. There's so much traffic in front of the net, but somehow it got through. The goaltender had no chance. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't the blowout. I thought it was going to be a blowout. It wasn't. Uh, the goaltending from uh, Latvia gave him a chance. It's just that, yeah, Canada gave up quite a bit. That, that'll that obviously need to tighten up when they play the tougher teams. And, and so Costa played. I mean, he was on the show last night. I wasn't sure if he was going to play. Uh, you know, Mark Masters from TSN is covering the tournament. When he put out kind of a projected lineup yesterday, I believe he had uh, Garand as the starter. But how was Costa's game overall? Well, I, I, if he wasn't sharp in the third period that game could have been 5-4 in a heartbeat so he wasn't like overly busy he only had 24 shots total but he only had four shots after the first period and he only had nine after the second so he wasn't overly busy in the first 40 in the in the last period he had to be sharp because when Latvia was getting chances they were getting really good chances and 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 I, I think that was you know, partially a, a little bit of of, uh, of loose defensive play on part of, of the Canadians, but I thought Costa looked really good in that third period. I mean, Dylan Garand of the Kamloops Blazers is uh, is a really good goaltender too, and I, I know Sebastian Costa's first round in Detroit and likely to play uh, in their system, but uh, take nothing away from uh, Dylan Garand. He's uh, he's top shelf and and the team Canada uh they're in I think they're in pretty good uh company whether they go with either of the two and they also have Brett Brochu of the London Knights who's a pretty good goaltender so I think they're deep there Grand drafted uh, fourth round 103rd overall by the Rangers in uh in 2020 yeah. and I do find these early tournament games uh, and I mean, I kind of did it the way I teed it up for you. Well, they so they, they play uh, a lower tier team in international hockey. You win thirteen one. Well, you didn't prove anything. Did you need to run up the score? You win five two. And my question to you kind of had that tone, like, how come they didn't win by more? So I mean, that's kind of that double edged sword with these early yeah. early games. E- either you, either you didn't prove anything, or well, why didn't you why didn't you put the p- gas pedal down a little further, right? The one thing I think Canada did learn today, and then I'm sure they had a pretty good idea, but that um, that Sebastian Kosa is, is ready to go. Like, right. depending on how things go the rest of this tournament and how they choose to 
divvy out their net minding minutes. Uh, Sebastian Kosa, because he was busy in the third period and and saw you know legitimate pressure. If Canada won this game eleven to nothing, you probably wouldn't have learned much about uh, you know Sebastian Kosa would have had a let's say a very easy afternoon. Well, that doesn't really tell you anything. This at least told you something there that, uh, that he he was he's good to go. And oh, and a goal by Ridley Gregg in this game, the uh, Ottawa Senator first rounder in twenty plays with the Brandon Wheat Kings was unbelievable. It was a partial breakaway, and he scored with one hand, just knifed it through the pads of the netminder. That was that was a pretty cool. Mooner, one of the stories of this tournament is is that it's being held in August. It, it, yeah. You know the story. I mean, they, they did pull off the, the bubble here in Edmonton uh, about uh, 19 or 20 months ago. The, the tournament got cancelled partway through in December with games in Edmonton and Red Deer. Look, it's hockey in August. It was almost plus 30 today. Tell me a little bit about, uh, about like, is it lower bowl only or how are they doing it with the crowd? Yeah, it was lower bowl only. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job of having people over on the opposite of the cameras you know right to make it look make it look a little better uh i, I went to one of the games at the the Holinka gretzky in in red deer uh a week ago and it's kind of the same thing like i mean you're right it's it's august it's absolutely gorgeous out and you know we're we're limited as to how many days we get like this so i understand that it's a tough sell for for people to come into the rink um, so I, I understand, and, and people can can choose as they see fit. Uh, I, I I was you know I was happy that I went because I got to see a pretty good hockey game today. I get, it was a little bit better game than I expected, quite honestly. Uh, but yeah, it's I, if this is December and it's Christmas and it's our you know traditional World Junior time, um, no doubt in my mind we're we're looking at uh, you know full building or, or close to full building. It's just this is uh, you know, there's a lot going on right now, and uh, and hockey isn't always top of mind. Yeah, no, fair enough. I was just uh, yeah. I, I was just wondering what it was like actually uh, being inside the building. So so Canada's back out tomorrow, right? Yeah, they've got what is it? they play tomorrow afternoon. Uh, what do they got? Uh, Chechia tomorrow, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, that's no, that's too far down. Uh, they've got well, Chechia, Slovak- Finland tomorrow. It's Canada, Slovakia is tomorrow. Slovakia tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they got um, Slovakia tomorrow, and yeah, they um, you know they they look good. I mean, it, the beauty of Canada, and and, and I think I, I really see this as, um, and I try to look at things glass half full, as you know. But with the amount of players that that uh, chose not to play for whatever reasons, whether they you know the season went incredibly long, injuries, whatever, they're about to be pros. I want to say it was nine players that um, were on the team uh, in December that that aren't on it now, including you know Xavier Borgo, the Oilers' first rounder, Dylan Gunther, Justin Sordiff, Jake Neighbors, Caden Gooley, who all played for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, it is is a lot of opportunity for other players, and, and it speaks to the depth of of elite hockey players in Canada. But you know, you look at this lineup and you see a lot of 18-year-old players, which are guys that are, are eligible that can play next season. Oh, yeah, Connor Bedard scored a goal today. That was uh, it was the first goal of the game. It was amazing. Uh, he's not he's not draft eligible till next year. And the guy is unbelievable. Had 100 points this year with the Regina Pats. Um, 
But yeah, having all these younger players on this team, Canada, with a lot of players that can return uh, to play uh, to, in December, so the next season coming up. I mean that that speaks well for Canada too. So I, I and I totally understand why why the, those nine players aren't playing. And they're about to be all those guys are about to be playing pro hockey here in, in a month's time. So um, yeah, I totally understand. And some of them, in the case of the Oil King players in Bordeaux, I mean, those guys played as long as they could. They were in the Memorial Cup, and, which went longer than the Stanley Cup. So that was right. pretty long seasons for those guys. <laughs> All right. Cam Moon joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Mooner, now, is it true? What's, are you uh, golfing? Is it tomorrow? What's going on? What's yeah. the story here? Yeah, I am golfing tomorrow. And as you know, that's not something I do very often. So that's going to be interesting in itself. But uh, yes, uh, I'm I, I'm taking part in uh, in the golf tomorrow, the uh, Glenn Anderson Day of Golf. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I oh, I honestly I'm I'm just going to apologize now to the group that I get saddled with, or they get saddled with me. So this is the Glenn Anderson Glenn Anderson Day of Golf for the Cross Cancer Institute, and I know he was on uh, on Oilers Now today with Bob uh, talking about having they've, they've done this for you know so many years. And it's a great fundraiser. Yeah, my apologies right now because whichever group I get put with, I mean I'm there for the occasional laugh, and and I'll try to entertain as best I can. But as far as the golf goes, oh doctor, it's going to be a mess. You know. As you know, I I enjoy golf, though I often lament it on this show. I, yeah. I've had some couple of rounds this summer that are actually passable relative to my usual ability, but I've played in uh, a couple of tournaments. I played in Specs tournament. I played in the, the Jays Care tournament at the ranch, and Stoff and I are uh, going to be with a couple of auction winners at the Gary Drager Classic for 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous at the Lynx in Spruce Grove on friday so like I, i'm pretty confident you know i'll contribute some shots like all yeah. you know i might hit a good iron approach i might make a putt or two like I, i'm not but the thing for me is even if i'm hitting the ball well off the tee i don't hit very far right so yeah sometimes it's like okay i hit a good drive straight well it went 200 yards and i'm in the middle of the fairway but this other guy in the group hit it 320. So who cares? He just barely rolled into the rough. We're going to use his. So I'm always a little nervous if it's one of the tournaments where you have to use three of everybody's tee shot. Oh, Two is okay. Because I, I figure, you know what, on par three, I'll probably put one close enough. We can use it. But if it's one where you have to use three of everybody's tee shots, I'm just like, even if I'm dialed in accuracy, I don't hit far enough. They don't want to use my piddly 180-yard pop-up off the tee, even if it's in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I feel that anxiety, and I'll feel it something fierce tomorrow. Let me tell you. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how many drives from each golfer they need. You know, hopefully not many, because I don't know how many I'm contributing. My word. Yeah. I always yeah. kind of hope that, and this is this is going to sound a bit wimpy. I'll admit that, but I, I always kind of hope <laughs> I wind up on a team that's not overly competitive, 
and they'll just be oh. like, you know what? We're not even going to keep score count drives. We're just going to, like, yeah. we might write down the score, but we know we're not going to win. So if we only take two of your drives or, or somebody's instead of three, whatever. We'll, we're not here to win the prize, right? It's when I get with these guys who are like, okay, what's our score? We got to shoot 15 under. You know, it's a scramble. We got to shoot 18 under. We got to birdie every hole. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I'm a, I, I, I try to play bogey golf when I buy myself. Scramble or not birdie golf, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's the case tomorrow, if I get hooked up with a group that's in, like, I will sink them to the bottom. Like, <laughs> there's no that's, doubt. I will sink great. them to the bottom. That's, I could just see you on the first tee going up to guys like, uh, so you guys want to win today? And they'll be like, yeah. yeah. And you'll be like, nope. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you'll be like, no, I'm on your team. You will not win. No chance. Yeah. And then they'll give you some speech about believing in yourself and confidence. And you'll just be like, yeah, that's great. That doesn't, that doesn't make the ball go straight. No. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, Reed. But hey, the the good news is my clubs, I've now, I now have my clubs. Which is good. I haven't had them. Like I want to say I haven't golfed in three years. So maybe, maybe you and I go out and you can, you can experience it. Yeah, I'd like to play with you because I, 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 I'll play with anybody. Um, but yeah, that that's the that is not a game you can have much time off from and expect no. to. Well, I mean, you'll I guess feel good really about good your game. game. Hey, you'll feel good about your game if you come <laughs> out if we go out together. Like that's the thing. <laughs> well, I would never say that to you though, Cam. No, but still, that is kind of the residual effect. You actually be like, "Wow, that was a great round." I was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, have fun tomorrow. And you're going. To, are you here Saturday for the game for the Elks? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> I'm going early and I'm staying late, Reed. Oh, I yeah. Well, it's going to be fun. It's always a good vibe when the Riders are in town, and hopefully they've they've put that one. Uh, did you hear Chris Jones yesterday doing the Belichick? We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> I love he actually, it. Good. He actually said that. That was funny. I, okay. You know what gives me hope, Reed, is that after the game, the train ride with uh, with rider fans that are disappointed, that, that that's that's what I'm hanging my hat on right now. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> that's your motivation. That's awesome. That's all I got. Okay. Yep. Mooner, as always, I, I was uh, I, I was uh, selfish with the amount of your evening that I ate up. So have fun golfing tomorrow. Have fun on uh, stop. Are, are you there on Friday? Are you in our Santa's tournament? Or not, not this no. year? Okay. No. And then the next Friday, I'm I'm I think I'm hosting Oilers now. I think this Friday, I'm not sure what's happening, but I think next Friday it's me because there's something else going on. I don't know. No, I'm not yeah. there Friday. We're making it up as we go most of the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Okay. Have fun. I'll see you later. That is uh, one of my best friends, quite frankly, Cam Moon on the uh, World Juniors, on golf, on his um, glee he takes when Riders fans experience a loss. Maybe that'll happen on Saturday. All right. We got to call a quick timeout. It's Inside Sports on Jed. With Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com.
Okay, great to have Cam Moon on the show. You also heard from Chris Morris and Joe Holloman and earlier Ashif Mauji, a family friend of the Stelters and Ben Stelter, actually the gentleman who helped a couple of years ago facilitate a meeting between Ben Stelter and Connor McDavid, which turned into a great friendship. And uh, man, oh man, we are going to miss you, Ben Stelter, who passed away today at the age of six. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. I'll talk to you tomorrow.